you know, hopefully if my, my channel continues to grow, I could even, you know, do this long term because you can't, you can't always, you know, rely on doing this type of thing forever. I guess eventually, um, you know, you might, uh, your channel might lose popularity or you might, uh, you know, start to get old or something, but, um, uh, it's, it's, it's seeming more and more feasible. Like, uh, to the idea that I could actually save money, not only just, you know, live, but actually save money from playing video games, uh, is just not something I ever expected. I've never been able to fully appreciate what people see in EVO and the International and other tournaments where games are played at an extremely high level uh, because I don't play a lot of those games. And so I can't really appreciate what it's like to watch someone play a game that they spent hundreds or thousands of hours perfecting their craft. But that's changed a little bit, and my perspective has changed a little bit since getting into Spelunky. Uh, not only getting into Spelunky, but getting into watching highly uh, skilled players play the game as well. Uh, Bananasaurus Rex, also known as Aaron, I'm keeping his last name uh, private because he asked me to, uh, is one of the, the best Spelunky players out there. Uh, he most recently spent more than seven hours acquiring three million in treasure in Spelunky, a number that was unheard of and thought to be impossible, and yet he did it. In fact, he's finding ways to turn this streaming uh, into potentially a full-time career that would allow him to leave his day job, something he has not considered uh, and yet is facing the reality of. Uh, my piece that went up uh, on Bananasaurus Rex uh, didn't go too deep into the Spelunky stuff except to explain what was amazing about his run. So I wanted to put my full conversation where we talk lots and lots about Spelunky, way more about what he thinks about uh, streaming and how that's impacting his life. Uh, so I will turn it over to my full conversation with Bananasaurus Rex. So, I mean, this is probably a question you've answered a million times and you have a, an answer well prepared. But I, how did you first hear about and then, you know, get into Spelunky? Because I think those are I think those are two different things. It's one thing to play Spelunky and then it's quite another to play Spelunky. Uh, well, I heard about it from uh other people in the indie gaming community like uh, Northern Lion and Michael A.L. Fox, I think, were probably the first two people I saw play it. And uh, I actually watched a ton of it before I picked it up myself. So, um, I mean, like, sure, I, I catch on to games quickly, but I knew so much that it was, like, more than that. I actually beat the game pretty quickly and stuff. Uh, and uh, I got into it, I would say, uh, I think it was May of 2013. And um, it didn't take me too long to get the achievements and stuff, so I eventually decided to try speedrun since I had a history in speedrunning just to see, you know, how close I could come to the world record, and I managed to get it. So then I went out and bought a capture card and, uh, you know, gave it some real, you know, better attempts and eventually got it on, on video and started streaming. Well, because, yeah, I mean, these days, if it's if you haven't streamed it, then it didn't actually happen. Like, what was the point if you can't? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially recently in Spelunky with Seed Lunky, even though um, with the recent update they put out with the new HUD and stuff, uh, Seed Lunky doesn't work anymore. And, and if you don't know what it is, um, it allows you to play the same seed 
it's that same randomly generated mm-hmm. set of levels over and over and over. So uh, if it's recorded locally, there's no way really to, to show that you weren't using C to Lunky. Uh, so it's it's definitely better live stream. People will believe you that way. Otherwise, they definitely question it. There was one guy who got um, who got in uh, an eggplant run and uh, he did not stream it. And um, eventually, <laughs> we have found out that he did use Seed Lunky. So we have good reason to, to question that. So I, I can't blame people for being suspicious. How were you able to to distinguish that he was actually using it? Is it just as a result of... Because I remember I, pl- I played... Just a, I played oh, really? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just okay. admitted All it. Right. Um, people were wondering... Uh, well, we we had a, a hint because um, on the daily challenge, the uh, the gambling wheel mm-hmm. is is boarded up. You can't use it because it's it's a you know it's random. So they want to make sure everybody gets the same game, the same items as much as possible. And uh, in Seed Lunky, uh, it must be something to do with the way that he got the game to generate the same seed. It uh, behaves the same way as the daily. So somebody actually caught that in the black market the 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 wheel was boarded up for some reason and when people asked him about it he didn't have an explanation so he just uh they admitted that it was running in the background they played it off as though it was a mistake that they had it open but they did admit to, <laughs> to having used it either way so yeah i remember um because i played a fair amount of uh spelunky myself and when when I saw Seed Lunky you know, sort of come out and see those initial concerns about what it was going to do to the community you know yeah originally like it 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 seemed like it could be really disastrous just because that, you know, that's a lot of the fun of watching streamers is sort of the one-upsmanship and the competitiveness. And, you know, you take that out if people can practice the same seed and, you know, that ruins a lot of, of the fun of, of that and, and, and people achieving, you know, things like you recently did with, with 3 million. Um, I remember one person saying, well, maybe early tells of that would be, you know, if someone's making, you know, just incredible beelines towards an exit without something like a compass, then, you know how how are they quite pulling that off if they're you know not doing any exploration yeah. whatsoever? Some people, some people have that opinion, but um, I feel like I I know the uh, the way the levels are generated enough to do that most of the time, so I don't feel like that's a that good of a metric to necessarily mm-hmm. determine with a, a you know a high degree of certainty that somebody's cheating. I mean, if it's I don't know if you're talking about an eggplant run and somebody knows exactly what's coming up and like that you i don't know you, you might be able to take some guesses but you'll you'll never really know i don't think it'd be very easy to tell right um so how many how many hours do you think you've sunk in at this point like i'm your, your steam your steam profile you know that stuff isn't always the most reliable because i've left the client running you know yeah. and then it keeps counting but you know if you had to to guess what would you what would you think i definitely do a little bit of that but um uh, the, in addition to Steam, I, I do have my uh, my Xbox Live Arcade hours as well, and I would estimate it was it's probably right around a thousand hours at this point with all the streaming I've done. And you and you still feel like you still get something out of playing the game every single time? Definitely. Um, I probably wouldn't have stuck with it as long if it weren't for getting into streaming it because uh, that you know that helps a lot with uh, the fact that i'm playing the same game over and over um the fact that uh, like you know i can i can go live and i've got a few hundred people there to to hang out with while i'm grinding to get a good seed and just resetting and stuff uh, makes it a lot less uh, tedious than it would be 
Um, and while I am playing, I still do have a lot of fun with it regardless. But I, I actually rarely play it off stream. Very, very rarely. Usually only for testing and stuff. So, so when you're doing, you know, this, this grinding aspect that you mentioned, uh, what are what are you looking for specifically? Is are there are there certain tells, certain uh, sets of tiles that uh, give you a sense that this is one that is worth exploring and spending your time on? Well, um, my main focus uh, always is speedruns, and um, the the important thing at Splunky is the items that you get. So, what speedrunners do is they'll uh, they'll reset every time they get to that first shop on the second level. There's not a 100% chance of finding a shop, but there's probably greater than a 90% chance. Almost every single time you'll you'll spot a shop on the second level. And uh, usually what I'll do is I'll just I'll go to the, the shop, and you can tell right away once you're approaching the shop if it's going to be the right type because um, there's, there's what's called uh, specialty shops, which the sign on the outside has a magnifying glass symbol, mm-hmm. which means it's going to have the best items like the jetpack and the, the teleporter. And then... Uh, if I get close, if uh, if I see that you know there's a jetpack, that's usually enough to attempt something. Like what I'm looking for is an ideal set of items. The best set of items I could possibly find would be a jetpack, teleporter, compass, and then the last item is not as important, but uh, a bomb box or a freeze ray in that last slot can be helpful as well. So if I get those items, I will always always prioritize uh, in any percent speedrun, which is a speedrun just to Olmec completing the game however you see fit, as fast as possible. Uh, but if I if I only get a teleporter, or if I only get a jetpack, um, I'll try to get a hell speed run, because if you do manage to spot the black market, then you can get everything else that you need in there and still come up with a really good run. Yeah, uh, for I, a score run, uh, usually you want Matic and bombs, but in, you know, in the case of the 3 million, I got that plasma cannon, which is a little different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just recently <laughs> got the... Uh, the speedlunky achievement on uh, both my Vita and the and the PC version, and what's what's amazing about, I feel like that achievement specifically is that, uh, so you start you watched a lot of it and then played it, so you went in with a lot of understanding of what the game was and, and uh, some of the mystery was sort of like removed yeah. for you, and you were just purely building up muscle memory and skill. Um, I went in like totally cold, and when that game first came out on Xbox Live Arcade, you know I. I barely made it to the jungle once or twice. I was like, this game is stupid hard. I'm not spending my time with it. And then got around to coming back to it when uh, Doug Wilson wrote you know, an article about uh, your solo eggplant run on Polygon and uh, convinced me to spend some more time with the game. And now, you know, 50, 60 hours later, you know, I did Speed Lunky, you know, for the second time and I barely broke a sweat. And it's just amazing the skill arc of that game, which I'm sure you've noticed as, as you've, yeah. you've invested the amount of hours that you have. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, that game is uh, one of the best for that. I think where the progression is based on the player getting better. And I generally, I, d- I don't enjoy games that reward you just for spending a lot of time. Like you take like a, like world of Warcraft or something, you know, the best players uh, have the best gear because they spend the most time playing and getting that gear and stuff. Whereas uh, a game like Spelunky, everybody goes in with the exact same things on every single run. So uh, other than the RNG for the items that you get on the run, uh, it's just a huge, huge uh, window of of skill, like a huge uh, range between the, uh, you know, somebody who's just starting out and somebody who's got a lot of experience that makes a massive difference. Yeah, and and that's what I 
have loved about you know the introduction of the the daily stuff on the on the PC version. Uh, but I guess it's on the the Vita and the PS3 one as well. But just that you know when I would talk to some people that you know played Splunk, it's like oh well you know the jetpack shotgun combo you find that and of course you're gonna have a great run and you know when that stuff shows up and you know a nice seed on the daily or something like that you know sure you know that does make your run theoretically easier but now everyone has it and then it's a matter of actually using those items so then it's it's not a matter of an item maybe making you slightly more uh you know not overpowered necessarily but more equipped to handle a lot of spelunky's dangers but you still got to use it well. And if anything, uh, items like that tend to uh, cause you to become way more aggressive and uh, get yourself into a bad situation that you might not uh, have done had you you know, avoided those items entirely. Yeah, for sure. And it's similar in the, in the speedrunning side of things where, um, you know, of course, it depends very, very heavily on, you know, getting a jetpack and a teleporter and preferably also a compass and on the uh, the layout of the levels because you know obviously if you can just teleport straight down that's a lot better than having to go you know side to side through the levels and get yourself killed probably uh so while it does require a lot of luck you need skill as well you need both really and um you know i've 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 done speedruns of games before like like portal 2 where it's just skill you know there's no random factor at all but um, the the fact that you need luck in Splunky, some people assume that means you don't need skill. You, you you obviously need skill to take advantage of that luck that you get after you put in the time to eventually get that uh, one in a million chance, that really fantastic seed like the one that I got on the on the score run. Cause, yeah, it seemed like in your score run, it wasn't just a matter of you know getting you know the plasma gun early. It also you know as I was checking in on the the stream as you were going through it, and especially after. You made it um, uh, into hell. It seemed like you also were. You just got a really fortunate seed. Can you can you talk about like what you mean when you say fortunate seed? Like what are you, what are you looking for that makes what you're aiming for in terms of getting a high score uh, easier to pull off? There's a few important things in a score run, and um, specifically with this plasma cannon situation, um, the problem is that most people, even at the highest level, are not accustomed to using a plasma cannon without already having a jetpack and um, so the problem is when you get a, a plasma cannon and mine's 1-1, one, one, you really don't have a lot of maneuverability. And uh, if you're trying to clear the entire level while the ghost is chasing you and you don't have the ability to fly or negate fall damage in any way, it can be extremely challenging not to take fall damage or to get yourself cornered or something. So the fact that uh, immediately on the second level I got a jetpack in the shop was what really made this uh, an amazing seed because... I've had the the plasma cannon in the mines twice before, but both times I blew it because of uh, you know what I just described. It, it's extremely difficult if you don't get a lot of maneuverability. Then uh, trying to get every single gem and get the ghost to come from the right angle to ghost every single one of them and turn them into diamonds and stuff, uh, it, the odds are stacked against you. So the big thing there was getting the jetpack, but other important things are. Uh, the uh like just the the way that um the levels are laid out um sometimes it's it's not as big of a problem with the plasma cannon but sometimes on a score run you'll find yourself in a situation where you want to just bomb a shopkeeper that's being a pest but you kind of can't really use those resources because you need them to get money and uh a lot of the times you'll run into very challenging situations where you have to you know just like try to jump on his head or something and that introduces huge risks and uh, I think the biggest turning point in a score run is always going to be once you unlock that robot. 
and uh, try to keep him alive during the next couple levels because uh, let's take one of my best score run attempts recently. <laughs> I unlocked the robot and went through the the exit on the mothership. And, of course, you need to keep him alive to uh, bring the scepter or the plasma cannon, one or the other, while you carry you know, the, the second one uh, mm-hmm. from 4-1 to 4-2. And uh, the problem is, after you leave the mothership, you go back to the ice caves, which is a very dangerous place for uh, a hired help type character. And uh, I had this one run where I entered the exit, and as soon as I continued to the next level, uh, I put down my plasma cannon and tried to pick up the robot and get him out of danger. <laughs> and, of course, he grabbed it immediately, jumped to the left off of the platform, and in midair turned around and blasted an <laughs> alien ship in his own face with the plasma cannon and just like, you know, went flying and uh, dropped my plasma cannon below and in a matter of like a second, you know, it was, <laughs> it's absolutely nothing I could do at all. And I've had times where like I go through that door and aliens will blow each other up and one will fly across the map and explode the robot or something. It's just all kinds of stuff can happen. And then of course, once you go to the next level, you've got to keep them alive while you're ghosting the entire level. And if the ghost gets closer to the robot, than uh, than she is to you, uh, she'll she'll go for the robot instead and kill him. And I've seen a lot of people lose score runs that way. Um, it only happened to me once on an eggplant run, I think, maybe twice. But uh, I learned my lesson pretty quickly with that one. But uh, that's that's definitely the biggest point right there. And just in general, how much money you get in the levels. And uh, there's also the possibility to lose a vault. Um, if a vault would have been on a level that uh instead you have to go to the black market on mm-hmm. then you will miss the vault which is a, a 65 to i think ninety thousand ish loss right there alone so while i did uh while i did get very lucky there are still some other ways that people could get even luckier and um while i did have a plasma cannon that lets me get all the extra gold um other people could get lucky and uh, even get a seed that could beat that one but it's not going to be easy yeah, and I think that's part of what makes, and I and it's it's why sixty hours in, you know, I still enjoy the game, and I imagine part of the reason you a thousand hours in still enjoy the game is some of that element of surprise, because you know, you know, maybe that's not true for all you know speedrunners. Maybe you know others like really like having you know the very strict rules and knowing exactly what you're getting into into a stage. But part of what makes Spunky still fun, even when you feel like on a basic level, you know, I can never say I've mastered Spelunky, but I can feel like I have, like, a real fundamental grasp of a lot of what's going on in there, and, you know, I feel like uh, I've gotten a lot out of the game and would feel okay putting it down now that, like, I've gotten a lot out of this game, I can move on to the next one. But for yourself, I have to imagine a lot of what still keeps it interesting is that you get moments like that where you're doing everything right, you're applying all the skills you've learned over the (laughs) 999 hours before that, and yet still... (laughs) Something weird can go wrong. There can be a quirk with, you know, one of the hired hands. You know, it's stuff that's out of your control that just puts a little bit of wiggle room in a run in which you're applying stuff you've done a million times before. Yeah, it it definitely keeps it interesting. And at the same time, it can make it very frustrating. (laughs) I've lost so, so many good speedruns, among other things, to just nonsense. Like, I've, I've had... Probably at least a dozen situations where I, I've had the you know the jetpack teleporter combination and made it to the temple, which 
means I'm just, you know, one or two or three levels away from finishing the running and claiming the world record or improving the world record if, if it was a run where I, I had it at the time. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll teleport down and there will be an arrow trap that was off the screen, you know, further range than I could actually see before I teleport and it hits me and knocks me into a mummy and suddenly instead of four health, I have zero. Or <laughs> in one case, uh, probably one of the most frustrating ones was, um, uh, I don't know if you've, you're aware, but on the on the temple, you can get uh, a certain type of level generated where a message comes up and says, you hear prayers to Kali. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which just means there's the, the big lava pit with the, the treasure on top and stuff. And um, generally, that means that the path is pretty much straight down because the level is kind of cut in half. So there's nowhere for you to go, really. Um, and so I just immediately would, you know, started to teleport down. But what I didn't know is that the prayers to Kali message was concealing an arrow trap at the bottom oh of the screen. Oh my God. I couldn't see it because of the message and I, I got hit and then died. Of course. <laughs> that is, that is, that, that still hurts now hearing, hearing, that, <laughs> hearing you That was one it. of the worst ones. Um, but I've, I've had so, so many, like, uh, it's just, and lately it's been getting, well, it's 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 not that like the game suddenly got hard or anything, but I've been having particularly bad random chance in my game lately with speedruns where I'll you know I'll get a teleporter, I'll teleport down, and uh, immediately I'll get knocked onto a, a set of spikes or something, just like, <laughs> several times in in one stream, <laughs> and um, you know the the frustration can add up there. But uh, usually the next day I'm kind of over it because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's part of it. You're uh, yeah. You get just enough distance to forget how frustrating those moments can be, and yeah. Uh, and then suddenly it's fun again because you you know what you just need one good run to remind yourself, like oh right, like this is you know this is why I do this. This is why this is so enjoyable, and it makes up for the hundred before that that have just not gone your way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I definitely experienced that a bit with the score run, where you know recently, like I said, I've had such awful luck. And uh, once I, I, at first, you know, just finding the plasma cannon wasn't enough. Like, but once I got to that point, especially after I safely got past the robot part, um, then I really felt good about it and was confident. And um, you know, those those are the moments when you, you do realize that uh, you know there's, there's a good reason why you're putting so much time into this game. Um. So you mentioned that you've done speedrunning in the past. Is that like how how recent is you getting into the idea of speedrunning games, or is this something you've been doing for for a long time? Um, I think before I started speedrunning Spelunky, uh, maybe a year or so before that was probably around when I started speedrunning Portal Two, and uh, for most of that year, I I did Portal Two speedruns because. Um, there were 51 levels in in the challenge mode where you know there were leaderboards and stuff and i would always try to have as many of the records as possible and that's another game where i you know people originally i i kind of you know was one of the big names in getting the speedrun community to uh, to grow and people knew me as uh, the best player for a while of course my records are gone now but there was a time back when i did speedrun where i had the record on 48 of the 51 levels and so that at that point when i had everybody else you know taking one level here and one level there daily it, it felt like a job because like i i would just i'd wake up in the morning and 
I'd try to get the record on a new level, but I'd also have to retake the record on, you know, one to three levels, depending on how many people had beaten me on another level, uh, overnight or something. And, uh, it, uh, it didn't really have what Spelunky has in that, uh, I wasn't just repeating the same thing over and over. And then because there was a point where, you know, I just, I'd be spending hours to get a 0.05 second improvement on the same level. Right. And, uh, that eventually got old and um in between spawn game portal 2 I, I did a little bit of speed running in a game called dust force mm-hmm. but uh, i didn't stick with that very long i think i got two world records during that and um i think it, it was after i started speedrunning spelunky I, I tried speedrunning paranon collectivity a little bit i had the world record for that for a little while and uh today actually <laughs> i think i got the world record for risk of rain because my um my real time was a few seconds faster than the other guy, but the in-game timer for him was a little bit faster. That's just to do with uh, how the uh, the in-game timer counts frames instead of actual time, and he mm-hmm. lost a few more frames than me. So it's really, really close, but I, I lost a full minute there due to you know bad luck, so I, I know I can do better. Um, so I've, I've, I've done speedruns of a few different games over the last two years almost. I'm getting close to two years. So... Enough. Uh, how much of you know doing these speed runs is just being able to have you know the bragging rights of saying like I'm you know I'm the best at this and that's that's motivation in of itself. Uh, how much is it you know just breaking down the fundamentals of the way these games are designed and basically just you know bending them to your will in certain ways to 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 do that to do what you want to do in them. There are uh, a lot of different motivating factors for me. I'd say. Um... You know, the, like feeling good because people, you know, are impressed by what you do is definitely a big part of it. And I'm sure there are some people who wouldn't admit to that. But obviously, you know, if, if you're going to spend a lot of time doing something and nobody cares, then you probably won't be as interested in it. So um, that's definitely a huge factor in any kind of speedrunning. Uh, it's part of the drive. But also when you like for example even in portal 2 where there isn't any random generation there's always the like it's it's super fun trying to come up with a new creative way to uh you know to to get through the level more quickly uh you know if you try to if you find a new glitch to exploit or if you come up with a uh you know an ingenious new way to skip part of the puzzle or something uh you're always you're always challenging yourself and and not only just how you can execute it but also uh, the planning phase and stuff. And there's, there's a little bit of that in Splunky too. Like I've, I've spent time, um, on my laptop. I, I have cheat engine on my laptop. I, I wouldn't dare install it on my main computer because, uh, even though I only use it for testing, <laughs> I don't want it anywhere near this machine. <laughs> I'm going to be online or anything. Oh, so, I just like, had it on in the background. I swear. <laughs> yeah. I don't want it anywhere near this computer. So, uh, like I, I, sometimes I'll come up with, uh, you know, a new way to do the Olmec battle faster. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been a while since major improvements have happened now since the, you know, the, the speedrunning community has been around for so long. But, uh, before I would, I would definitely spend a lot of time just, you know, testing. For example, I, I came up with a, a strategy that ended up working out really strangely. Uh, you would plant several bombs in the same spot, but, uh, you would leave a bit of, you know, a third of a second or so in between each bomb so you go like one two three you plant five mm-hmm. and uh, then you walk away and they would actually one would blow up and then each in turn they would cascade down, cascade downwards and make a perfect 
hole for Olmec to jump into. Oh, they don't. They uh, don't. They don't trigger one another. Uh, not if you have paste. If you have regular bombs, oh. they'll explode each other instantly. But if you have paste, they actually don't blow each other up. Wow, so they just sink like a rock, and as long as you time yep. them, uh, interesting. You you just time them properly, and if you did it just right, you could uh, five bombs would get you a perfect hole. Uh, the problem is. It worked 100% of the time on my laptop, but as soon as I moved over to my main computer and tried to do it in the actual, uh, you know, without cheat engine open, uh-huh. uh, in my actual speedruns, the bombs would move to the side instead of going straight down. Huh. And it turns out, uh, I, I got several people to try it on my stream, and you know, I'd, I'd say probably half of people experience what I experience on my laptop, which is it works perfectly. And the other half, uh, their bombs, sometimes they go down correctly, but most of the time they go kind of off to the side a lot, which is really weird. It, it, some people think it's it's probably to do with um, just the timing and the, like the, the CPU cycles or something and, and how the, the physics are calculated. It's a really, really weird thing. But coincidentally, all of the uh, the speedrunners who are vying for world records don't have machines that allow them to cascade perfectly, so <laughs> nobody can do it. <laughs> if somebody comes along and uh, someone's going to find the chipset, the one the one that pulls it off, and then, every, then everyone's going to have to buy that and put it in their computer. I, I mean, it presumably has something to do with the processor because we we checked every other variable. Like it it wasn't just everybody with a certain operating system or everybody that was you know running it in a certain resolution or or anything. Like we we thought of everything we possibly could, and the the only thing that's left is that maybe it's just something with the, the calculations that works out some sometimes and not other times. It's, it's really strange. Have you had any conversations with? Derek, you or the, the the other developer of Spelunky, have they ever reached out? Because I imagine the, you know, the the guys like yourself that are breaking the game and discovering these exploits, uh, it's certainly of interest to them. Yeah, uh, well, not not any major conversations or anything. I mean, uh, Andy, on one or two occasions, has tweeted me and asked, like, uh, for example, he saw me uh, break open the Moai statue on my eggplant run, and he didn't intend for that to be a thing and he tweeted me and asked me how i did it and um they've uh you know i've, I've exchanged a couple of emails with them one of them was actually because i had to ask for permission to use splunky art for my twitch emotes <laughs> and um i actually uh i got permission from Derek you to do that and twitch turned down my request anyway i guess they forgot <laughs> i had permission <laughs> that was pretty recent um but uh, yeah, I haven't really like I haven't had any ex- extended dialogue with them. Really, just a few things here and there on Twitter, and uh, I'd imagine they probably have jumped in the stream, but I don't think they've ever uh, interacted in the chat or anything. Yeah, I, I think uh, when I when I was linking to uh, your stream um, when you're going when you achieved the the three million, um, Derek was uh, retweeting some of my links to your stream as yeah. uh, as that was happening. And how, how does it feel when I guess some of the glitches you find uh, essentially get institutionalized into the game and thought of not as glitches, but just, hey, that's that's now a feature. That's just, in, 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 you know, it may be an exploit, but it's an exploit that they're not going to patch out of the game. Yeah, I thought, there's one instance where that happened that I thought was really cool with the, the Moai statue where, uh, you know, clearly they didn't intend for it to, to be a thing that could, you, could be broken open because... Um, when you did break it open, the the texture stayed there. It didn't actually go away to indicate that you had broken it. Um, and 
Andy, when he contacted me about me doing that and, and wondered how I did it, um, myself and a few other people like uh, Bear Taffy were um, saying to Andy that we would love for that to stay in the game if he's going to patch the game for that to, to stay a thing because it was crucial for eggplant runs. There's very few other ways to do an eggplant run if that's not one of the things that's in the game. And he actually said, all right, I guess we'll just we'll make it a feature instead. And he, he kept it in the game and made it so that instead of the uh, terrain not showing up now to actually, or sorry, instead of it not going away, now it actually does clear properly and shows that you've broken the Moai statue. So he made it part of the game <laughs> instead of getting rid of it, which is just not many, not very many developers uh, would be willing to uh, communicate with the with the community like that and be that involved in, especially things like speed running. A lot of developers probably wouldn't care that much how their game, uh, you know, works in the speed running community. They would probably just patch out those glitches and not, you know, not bother. But those guys uh, definitely are pretty involved in the community, and I think that's uh, that's really great. I, I really appreciate that. I want to say that I saw you tweet or mention somewhere that uh, you weren't aware that had you been like had you done this run for three million a couple of months ago, it would have all been for naught because you actually would have <laughs> hit the programmed limit that the game even. Tab, you know, keeps track of money, which, from, from what I understand, I think you said it, it originally before the recent patch stopped at three million. Yeah, um, I think it's 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 that the leaderboards won't accept a score over three uh, million. Um, so it is. So you would have is, gotten it, and there'd be a screen capture that, hey, I did it. Yeah, it just wouldn't be yeah. permanent on the leaderboards. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's it's a weird. It's a weird coincidence that I got it right after the patch, but I still would have had the, you know, I, I think it, the, from my understanding anyway, I still would have gotten over 3 million and it just would not have submitted my score to the leaderboards. I got you. And um, I've I've had runs that were not submitted to the leaderboards before due to a bug. Um, and I'm not sure if they did fix that where uh, some people think it has to do with alt tabbing, but I'm not really sure. Just occasionally, uh, especially on really long runs, once the the run is actually over, it would submit zero dollars to the leaderboards. Um, it's just some sort of unintended side effect of their uh, anti cheat measures. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've I've had a few instances where I'd finish a run after five hours. You know, I'd make a mistake, but still a good run, and uh, I'd have zero dollars for it. <laughs> But is I mean the leaderboards are not really a big deal. They're extremely compromised. They're they're hacked, you know, like mm-hmm. crazy. It's, it's not exactly hacking either. Most of the time, you can just use cheat engine, and uh, you know, put yourself at the end of the game, for example, <laughs> you know, and then just go through the door uh, because their their anti cheat measures don't uh, account for all the things that you can do to to uh, to use cheat engine to cheat. So a lot of people have done that presumably the, the majority of the the top times on the leaderboards that don't have evidence were probably done using cheats and uh that's why like i i don't really worry about the leaderboards too much because it's all about you know the the proof especially in streaming mm-hmm. uh, being a part of the community nobody's really taken seriously unless they're you know involved there in the community and, and a known name so uh we don't really worry about the hack of leaderboards and it was, it was the same in portal 2 as well they were they were always just you know like one second times on every single level <laughs> so they're not very reliable yeah i think the, i think the most i've gotten on like getting out of to a single exit was maybe six seconds just because it happened to be essentially just below me uh in the yeah. mines or or something like that um 
Do you, do you think you would have stuck with it this long if there wasn't the streaming community? Do you think that is, is critical to what has been able to sustain your interest in having, you know, when you have these five-hour, nine-hour runs, having a group of people cheering you on uh, and showing interest, does that help maintain your own personal interest? It definitely does, yeah. Um, so in addition to the fact that, you know, just I have people to talk to and, you know, you know a discussion to have while I'm resetting and stuff, it's, it's really good. Um, it motivates me to know that people will still care a lot about Spelunky and are interested. And the fact that my, uh, my channel continues to grow is just, um, it, uh, you know, it feels good and it makes me want to keep playing Spelunky. And, uh, I'm actually a little bit surprised that it's continued to stay relevant this long. But at the same time, when you really think about it, I guess it's not all that surprising because Spelunky is such a good game with, uh, you know that that random factor that always keeps it interesting. So I, you know, and it's fun to watch too, right? I mean, that, that's, that's what yeah. makes it a little bit different than uh, some other games that even operate. You know, the similar design philosophy is that mm-hmm. you don't have to necessarily enjoy playing Spelunky to find it very funny and entertaining and interesting yeah. to watch because the way people die, the way uh, runs go wrong, is just it's it's really funny. It's horrible. Yeah. It's terrible <laughs> for the person playing. But I, you know, the people that have watched, you know, when I was doing a daily feature on Giant Bomb, you know, a lot, there'd be a significant amount of folks that said, I have no interest in playing, I don't want to play this game, but it's really fun to watch you die. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that certainly contributes to why it has a sustainability that, that maybe other games that maybe have more going on, you know, however you want to, you know, convey, you know, talk about depth of mechanics, but something about Spelunky and the way the randomness and the, the art, like it all kind of comes together to create something that I think is lasting a lot longer than anyone could have anticipated. Yeah, and I mean, even even some of my moderators on my channel, who uh, obviously since their mods spend a huge amount of time uh, in my stream, haven't even played the game. I mean, I, I've I think at least one of my mods doesn't even play games in general, but <laughs> they know more than the vast majority of of uh, people who actually do. I mean, I have one mod uh, who is more interested than I am even, I would say, in just the, the little details in uh, some of the things. Like, for example, he worked out uh, the mathematics, all the odds of how the uh, the wheel works um, in the gambling shops. Oh, wow. And he determined that uh, while it's it's about, you do about break even on money, uh, you do, of course, uh, you will get items basically if you if you spend a lot of time on it you'll get you'll get a bunch of items and you'll break about even on money uh but if you spend like a month rolling the wheel <laughs> you could get a significant amount of money or lose a significant amount of money so basically he uh he worked out the odds and determined that it's really not feasible to try to use the wheel to get score world records because it would literally take months of of spinning the wheel in order to uh to get any kind of uh, progress even if you were lucky enough to uh to come out ahead it's just so so small and i'm i'm not sure that he's even played the game (laughs) and he he goes and edits the wiki like when we find out something new he'll go make changes to the wiki and corrections and stuff and uh sometimes if if i don't know something he might even know what i don't know which is just really really cool because you know somebody's that interested in a game that they don't even play clearly it's a it's a very good game with a lot of depth so do you have uh i know and you mentioned in your email that uh you uh 
you know, you, you have a job that you do outside of streaming, even though, you know, obviously you have subscribers and you can make some money off of uh, doing streaming. Is it, you know, now that you're getting these world records, you're, you know, getting more attention, your channel is growing. Like, do you have any intention of trying to make a run at doing something like this professionally or, or full time? Or do you think it will always be something that kind of happens uh, on the side? Uh, I definitely do uh, intend. And, and the, the, the thing is, at first, I didn't at all. Um, when I first started streaming, my only my only interest at all was to have that little bit of extra proof that my my records were legitimate. And, uh, you know, first I'd have like five or eight people watching me. And, um, you know, my, my title would always be Spelunky World Record Attempts. And I think when people looked in on the directory on Twitch for Spelunky, that probably, you know, got a few people to come look at my channel. And um, eventually, you know, people started coming back and I had like 20, 30 people and they asked me to use a mic after a few days. And I did. And then I realized that I really, really enjoy uh, actually interacting with people and, uh, it, it feels weird to call myself an entertainer because I never expected that I would, but to, you know, to, to entertain people and, and be involved in that, that extra way, like that extra connection to the people that are watching actually was really enjoyable for me. And I surprisingly heard a lot of people say, you know, like that I had a good voice for it or that I was good at interacting with the chat while I was playing. And, um, that motivated me and made me realize that, you know, maybe this is something that, that, uh, I could do. And um, for a long time, I still didn't think that it was going to be, you know, anything I could do for money because Twitch always said, uh, you know, you need 500 concurrent viewers to um, to get a partnership and then even more than that to get a sub a button. But um, they got a little bit a little bit more lenient. I got in there before I before I ever did hit 500. And um, while the ad revenue isn't major, uh, the subscriptions do add up quite a bit. And um, there was a point where I realized that I was already making about half of my income at my normal job from Twitch. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was able to cut my hours back at work because, you know, like working full time, 40 hours a week plus streaming 30 or 40 hours a week was a little much. And now I only work 20 hours at my at my other job and um, I'm making more from Twitch than I am there. And I could even where I am now, I could probably justify doing it full time, but I'd be cutting it close. And, um, I, I feel like in, you know, maybe six months or something, I, I could probably, probably do this full time. And, um, eventually I'm going to have to transition out of Splunky. So I do play other games and stuff. And, uh, you know, it, when the time comes, if, uh, if Splunky does lose its popularity, hopefully I will have built up a big enough channel by then and uh, be able to continue doing this. And it seems like my, uh, my growth on my channel is, is really good. And it makes me pretty confident because uh, the place that I live, it's, it's not very expensive to live here. So I have a little bit of an advantage over a lot of people. Where were you, you based know. out of? Uh, I live in Newfoundland, Canada. Okay. And, um, and you know, my rent for example is $475 a month, which is <laughs> not a lot. It's a one bedroom apartment, but I mean like in the same building, there's a two bedroom, there's a few two bedrooms for like five fifty, and they're, they're pretty spacious. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's not, it's not super expensive at all. And, uh, I could probably justify doing this as a job a little easier than other people can. And I would definitely love to, it's, it's kind of, kind of a goal for me now. I would, I would, I guess, um, 
and uh, it's it's really starting to seem more and more feasible. And it would it'd be fantastic if at some point I could uh, do just this because having another job, plus I also do IT contracting on the side, which is just an, an extra thing. But sometimes it all adds up and can be pretty taxing. It would be it would be pretty great to be able to just you know make a living from streaming and playing video games. Basically, <laughs> it's it's definitely something that I'm I'm striving for at this point. Uh, and that's the nice part about the fact that you can live in an extremely uh, cost-effective, you know, part of the world and and still do something like this. Like that's probably the, one of the greatest parts about all of this new technology that allows you to just sit, you know, do it from your PC. It's why I was able to leave San Francisco and keep doing my job in Chicago. Is the fact that now all this stuff lets you do that in a way that requires you to live in big cities with you know expensive hardware and. There were only a couple of people that had the privilege of doing that job, and that's just not the case anymore. And allows someone like yourself to to find a way to make it work with uh, with perhaps less money, but if you live in a place where you don't have to spend as much, then it's certainly achievable. Yeah, and um, like I I don't I don't do a lot of things that that waste money. Like I, I'm not much of a, a partier or anything, so I, I generally. Um, don't have to try super hard to save money and um it's it's it just makes it that much easier to to do this that realizing already that like you know where i'm at i could probably live fairly comfortably and just imagining you know if if my channel doubles in size at some point uh being so cheap to live here that this could actually be a long-term career opportunity uh, you know I, I think with some some bigger channels that have like thousands of viewers and you know, if I had that kind of uh, viewership, it, it would just be more money than I would know what to do with, which is crazy to say about, you know, streaming video games. But, um, you know, hopefully if my, my channel continues to grow, I could even, you know, do this long term because you, you can't you can't always, you know, rely on doing this type of thing forever. I guess eventually, um, you know, you might... Uh, your channel might lose popularity or you might uh, you know start to get old or something but um uh it's it's, it's seeming more and more feasible like uh, it, to the idea that i could actually save money not only just you know live but actually save money from playing video games uh is just not something i ever expected you know i always thought if i did make money from from playing games like from uploading my youtube videos back in the portal 2 days or something mm-hmm. it would just be a little bit of extra pocket money or something right uh but the fact that um, you know these days you can do this type of thing as a career if you put enough work into it is uh, is just really really great and fantastic. Is there a uh, is there a good story behind the name Bananasaurus Rex? <laughs> Not particularly. No, I pretty much just um, other than it's just a really good name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to come up with something clever, so uh, it just. Just a result of brainstorming, really. And then it just, really... just kind of sticks. That's kind of how that those, <laughs> that's kind yeah. of how that stuff goes. Yeah, I guess there, there was probably a time where you know on on Steam, you know, a long, long time ago, I would just you know change my name every now and then, and you know, I, I particularly liked Bananasaurus Rex, and so did other people. So it just that's the one that stuck. Um, you know, you, you know, you you talked a little bit there about you know trying to make this full time, trying to. You know, eventually, you know, have to to play other games and, and mix it up a little bit more. I do you have like a like a goal for Spelunky. Is there something where you would feel comfortable 
Like, if I do this, then I can kind of put this game to bed and move on, or is sort of the constant evolution of the community. Um, and whenever the community maybe just gets tired of playing Spelunky uh, is, is when you would decide that, you know, you no longer feel the desire to go back into the mines yet again. Well, um, I do have a, a certain list of goals uh, after which, like, if I if I manage to get and hold on to all of the speedrun records, uh, you know, all the categories, the main ones being any percent, the Olmec speedrun, um, hell and low percent, which is uh, completing the game as quickly as possible with just your starting items. Um, if I were able to hold on to all those, plus the score world record and, uh, you know, nobody was beating them for a while... Uh, there's there's still some things I could do like there's uh, there's a still a major challenge in Spelunky that nobody's done yet which is crushing Yama's head with the the shield um, which is a big challenge for some silly reasons but uh, a challenge nonetheless like um, in order to bring the shield to Yama you would have to do similar things like in the eggplant run where you'd have to have a, a hired help or somebody carry it while you carry the scepter um, and the problem, though, is in order to get the shield, you have to go to the uh, you have to go to the castle level, right? And once you go to the castle level, there's always that coffin in the corner which contains a hired help. Um, and if you see that coffin, you can no longer unlock any characters during the run, hmm. so you can't use the robot. Um, and uh, what that means is you have to use that hired help right there and keep him alive for far longer than even the robot. So you've got to keep that guy alive for whatever you have left in, in the jungle, plus the entire ice caves, uh, during which you would, um, die with the Ankh and give him the shield so that he could hold on to it. The problem though is in order to keep a hired help alive, you usually just carry him around. Right. And right. if you also want to bring the shield with you, uh, the only feasible way to do that really is to give the shield to the hired help and then pick him up. Now, in addition to the fact that he could easily crush you in a matter of seconds, uh, if you're holding a hired help, that's holding a shield and you go anywhere near a wall, you and the hired help will disappear and die. It's, it's a very <laughs> unusual glitch, but the, the shield, uh, in, for some reason, the game registers that it's crushing both of you and you'll just vanish and get crushed. And, uh, that means so, like, if you're trying to navigate up, you know, a, a, almost like a set of stairs in the terrain, if you go, if you go anywhere near the wall, if you touch it, you explode pretty much. <laughs> and, you know, trying to keep them alive that long in general is extremely challenging. Um, but that'd be like that type of thing, that type of uh, bizarre challenge run is something that I could spend a lot of time doing down the road if uh, the other players, um, you know, took a while to, you know, to come in and beat the records if I had them all. Um, which is not necessarily a super likely thing. There are some really skilled players out there, and I don't have the speedrun records right now. I only have the score record. Um, a guy named Late Dog, who is as good as me, if not uh, even better, um, currently he's the, holds he's the one that beat you. You just you beat his score record, right? In the, uh, in yeah, the recent he, run, yeah. He had the score record, and um, he has the the record for the speedrun categories. He's definitely the. Um, the biggest challenge up at the, you know, the highest level of Splunky play. Um, it, currently I'm, I'm using a, you know, a, a standard Xbox 360 controller because the, the one that I had custom made with good individual D pad buttons is, is being repaired because it broke because I have the worst luck in the world. <laughs> um, while I do feel like that 
is a bit of a handicap. Like I've lost a lot of runs due to like trying to teleport, say down and the D pad says otherwise, like, sorry, you were actually teleporting to the right. Uh, and now you're going to go in a wall. Um, that definitely causes some problems, but, um, uh, that's not to say that uh, late dog doesn't deserve to have the records. Cause he's got some really fantastic runs right now. And, um, you know, I, I, I do feel like I can beat all of them, uh, once especially once i get my controller get back and you know after you know a certain amount of time you'll have enough chances at that eventually you'll get one that works out um so there is always that luck involved but you know even even if i take all of them back from him even if you know if tomorrow i streamed and, and got all the records i'm sure that he could you know and probably would come back in and beat them again so it's really hard to uh to know how long you know this the speedrunning community is going to stay alive um and you know and it's it's hard to say like oh well if i get you know uh one minute and 55 seconds and that's going to be unbeatable because you can always get a better seed you can always get uh you know maybe there will be two or three extra levels in you know in the next guy's seed mm-hmm. where he can just teleport straight down instead of having to zigzag and uh it's you know it's it's always going to be up in the air i think with spelunky it's it's hard to get just like the perfect run like in some games uh you can even get like you know like a almost frame perfect run you can compa- you can compare it to you know a run that a computer would do and you can say okay uh there's only one mistake one tiny tiny mistake in this run everything else is is literally perfect and uh that's that in a game like spelunky you really there is nothing like that because it's always a chance that somebody could get uh, a better seed. So um, I think it's going to be a long time yet before I have to move on to other games permanently. Even even if I do get the records, they'll probably be you know going back and forth between two or three different people for a long time. Cool. Well, hey, I super appreciate you taking uh, the last hour or so to, to chat with me. Congratulations on, on your $3 million. Well-deserved in making... All of us players that think maybe we're just okay at Spelunky feel horrible, uh, but uh, it was it was truly amazing to watch. So so congratulations. Thank you. Um, and yeah, go, and no problem. And yeah, uh, <laughs> if anything else comes up, I'll make sure to let you know. Um, but um, good luck, uh, <laughs> good luck out there trying to keep uh, trying to keep all your records. Thanks, and thanks again for getting in touch. Absolutely. Take care, man. All right. See you later.